Hello, I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts, here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle, hip-hop, anime, all that bullshit that we say in the intro every week. Uh, This week, we're talking about Virgil Abloh, designer, influencer, Kanye West collaborator, who passed, who died rather surprisingly last week um, from cancer, like a two-year battle of cancer that basically no one knew about. Um, What was the specific, Micah, do you have it written down, the specific, uh, is cardiac? Uh, Yeah, cardioangiosarcoma. Yeah. Uh, And check me if I pronounced that wrong. I did read it somewhere first before I heard it anywhere, so. Yeah, yeah. Menswear director, Louis Vuitton, first black, you know, basically like one of the sort of like a black tastemaker who's who made it to the upper echelons of high fashion, right, as an industry. And like I think led there are a couple- one of the major fashion yeah. houses as a black man in his late 30s, which I mean, like is. Like, yeah. well, it had never happened in Louis Vuitton's history and rarely happens ever anywhere yeah. at all. Yeah. Correct. Um, so Virgil Abloh was important and he's important for all that like mainstream, you know, significance that we're mapping out by talking about Louis Vuitton. But like there's a specific story about and we're going to unpack this about Virgil Abloh and hip hop and, and the circles he was running in basically with Kanye. Um, and it's it's kind of bittersweet that we're talking about Virgil Abloh. I think, I think putting our cards on the table up front, right? Like Virgil is somebody who, for a long time, and I would say for basically the entirety, right, of the like all, all, every phase of Kanye's menswear, <laughs> you know, revolution, if we want to call it that, and then getting into the thick, right, of the the hype beast decade, right. That's basically mm-hmm. what we associate Virgil Abloh with. Uh, is that right? I mean, is that a fair sort of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I know that we are. There's a specific photo that. God, it's the I my introduction. Of, yeah, that, the specific <laughs> photo that I think of, like the if we are going to begin the Zapruder film of the hype of <laughs> of the 2010 hype beast, it begins with this photo of I think. The like Kanye, Taz, Arnold, Tisa, Virgil it's Abloh, Bonsworth, yeah, Bentley. Yeah. Um, 
I was Tremaine Emery there. I can't even remember. Like I, but there's this like this group, and you know which photo I'm talking about because oh, it's do. like they're all at like I think it's Milan Fashion Week. They look like they're robbing they're, a bank. Yeah, it's like, like no, they look it's like the they Riddler's look goons. Like they. They look like they're about to rob a bank and then hop on their dirt bikes to make it to the amphitheater so that they can play Killer Tofu live on stage. That's how they're yeah. dressed. Yeah, I hate you. Like, <laughs> Killer Tofu. They, they, it's like, yeah, I mean, like they like they they all have like their Louis Vuitton uh, trunks and Kanye's wearing gloves and he has like you know his Louis Vuitton sneakers on because Kanye did a collaboration with Louis Vuitton uh, before, like in the uh, mid to late, no, the late 2000s. Um, and, you know, his, his, his nickname used to be the Louis Vuitton Don. But yeah, this photo, I think, is like where we got to kind of start. Yeah, you know, if you've never seen this photo, please look it up. It's like, please you will look see... It up. And the funny thing is, right, that's I remember that being the first time I'd ever heard of Virgil Abloh is like that photo. And it's it's kind of misleading because that's the part of Kanye. That's kind of the my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy era, right, where it's like that's the point where Kanye is exclusively interested. He's trying to one up Jay-Z's whole thing about button ups and he wants to make everybody wear suits everywhere. No, this is like the kind of like this is the kind of nether regions in between. Yeah. 808s and heartbreak like this is like before oh you're right it is the 808 yeah this is where he's he's still sporting like the 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 frohawk and uh yeah 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 yeah. so like you know he had the he had the love knocks you down song with carrie hills this is a this is like 2009 you know hard 2009 um but yeah continue but it's just that that look and I mean, I think in a lot of ways, if you go back and look at that photo of them standing together and looking super hella Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, some of it telegraphs certain things about Virgil's style or like what we associate Virgil's fashion with. But other elements of it have not aged well at all and in fact feel like the antithesis of what I think in the in the 2010s, right, what that kind of streetwear vision was all about, which felt like it was a lot more muted. It's like, I remember I used to describe the, man, after it was the the life of Pablo at MSG, I remember because they did the Yeezy, they did the, the fashion show right before the listening, right? And I just, I was looking at the clothes and they had Young Thug and Yachty standing on them pillars. I was just like, they dress like Ocarina of Time. You know what I mean? It's like very kind of, everybody's dressed like in, they're in a Zelda game but all the clothes cost four times as much. Um, and that's very different from that photo. But it, it's sort of, it's, I think that's closer yeah. to the heart of like, again, the, the hype beast decade that I think Virgil, that you need to sort of talk about Virgil to understand. Um, but I say I say all that right up, up top here, just to, to establish that like, I don't know. what What do you think about I think the two of us are trying to work through Virgil Abloh's legacy because a lot of that fashion stuff's frowning. It's difficult Kanye. to grapple. A lot with. of the stuff, yeah, it's, it's very, hard. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's difficult to grapple with. He's like he's a very complicated figure because on the one hand, yeah, he did sort of bring along 
the people around him as he like ascended and that for for better and for worse um and i mean like i he his like his impact can't really be denied but like it's very difficult to put your finger on what exactly it is beyond like a very uh like nearly clairvoyant understanding of both like the consumer and the producer yeah of brands of like how people would yeah. use the term brand in in the past decade right it feels like yeah virgil abloh like informs he like a lot he just that. he read the first 50 pages of every book on like <laughs> brand management consumer right yeah consumerism yeah, in the 21st like century yeah in yeah and the uh, yeah it was like that he found that section in the library of alexandria and just kind of thumbed through it like you know thumbed i mean like it's it's like it's a, it's it's a like it's it, it was like a lot of pop psychology things that uh people ideas that people would miscredit you for because the packaging was really cool yeah yeah i agree with that um i think it's weird yeah there's this kind of meta awareness to virtual abloh that is um like you were going back over what is it the lecture he gives at harvard kind of acknowledging oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like i mean it's it's like the now the the, the the lecture that he gave at Harvard when he like brought like his the new like the the off white Air Force One like the first of like the Nike the ten yeah, collaboration describe, describe the the Air Force One I think that would be helpful yeah the Nike the ten collaboration was basically him taking ten ten iconic silhouettes of Nike sportswear um, shoes from the cross the cross training running and basketball lines over the years and doing his own spin on them so the air force one he was just kind of like introducing the idea of three percent uh or changing things that like changing things just three percent all you have to do is change things three percent to make them your own uh like some idea of some some so warp pop psychologized idea of of fair usage. This this is this lecture is an hour and ten minutes, by the way. I did not watch all of it, but it's like, you know, an Air Force One that is, you know, raised slightly, the cup sole is, you know, more cushion, the leather is nicer. Um, they have like the reflective silver uh coloring on the nike check like they have the neoprene sock lining they have the shoelaces that have uh shoelace and scare quotes written on like the aglets and like uh air and scare quotes written on the foxing of the heel like it's and these are all things that like are recognizable from a very far far way away also like the 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 tag that you know became like Sort of like, uh, you yeah, know, how niggas macro. used to wear, like, they, they, you know, you remember how niggas used to wear, like, the, the MLB sticker, like, and keep it on the bottom of the fitted, like, take it off of the top and put it on the bottom yeah, after, you, okay, after yeah, you bought yeah, it? Yeah. It's the same, like, it's like the same principle or, like, of keeping the tags on really expensive clothing, like, you know, to prove how much you bought. People do that with StockX, like, tags now, still. Yeah. yeah. But 
like it's a reference to the uh, anti theft devices that used to be on, like that used to you know dangle off of new sneakers that were at like finish line, Foot Locker, etc. Anyway. Yeah. Then just because you've made those small changes, you can mark up the shoe for top, like, you know, like it's, it's, I think those like retail that, okay, maybe like they retail it at 150, but you're not getting them at retail, baby. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Those are, those are, those, those sold out instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Seller's market. Um. And I mean, like those, those small changes would justify like the markup. It was the same principle with like the t-shirts, the Pyrex stuff that he used to do, um, which was like the proto off-white. And then off-white itself, uh, none of it like feels particularly timeless. I think that there was like a line and Robin Given wrote uh, like this piece in Washington Post about like, about, uh, about his women's wear line for off-white. Yeah. The 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 fall, uh, winter twenty twenty one, you know, line or whatever, and it was just basically like he doesn't do anything new. It's like he gives things that have already been done a shout out, for the most part, like, and I mean, to his credit, he managed to make it sell like hotcakes. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, yeah, and let's let's seize on that for a second, because to me, that's the thing that's that's tough. It's like on the, I think paying the compliment, right? It's Virgil Abloh is canny, right? He was savvy, and he's yes. self aware about his savviness. He knew, he you know he he spoke with some level of self awareness that what he was doing was a kind of um, I don't know, a kind of sarcastic repurposing of a lot of style already in the world and kind of like it's almost like he was selling it to a new milieu of person and but like the the other way of thinking of that and it was the way that i thought about it a lot with him is that it just seemed too cynical it seemed a little too uh like it the seemed point like that, is but the it, youth the youth yeah it's like you're the, calling like, it, it felt insulting yeah it's like you're saying something about the youth that you can make them sort of think this is cool. But then I think the other complicated thing about Virgil, right, is I always struggled with the question of who exactly thinks that his sense of style, and that that whole sense of style, I think, um, associated with Kanye, right, and, and the general trend of the hype beast, right? Who is that? A lot of the time I always had this kind of paranoia of like, I feel like this is kind of trying to repitch the idea of hip hop fashion to like the white trust fund faction of Kanye's fan base. Right. And I think, yeah, I mean like if based purely on the price points, you could say that. Yeah. But also based on if you went to a Kanye concert at any point between Jesus, Jesus and now (laughs) and looked around at the people who sort of, who look to your left and look to your right. Yeah. But it's not even just the people who could afford it, too. It was, there was a sense of, like, the people who were the most excited and excitable about the idea of sort of 2010s Kanye Virgil fashion it always struck me as, like, the white kids who I did not think were cool. And so it was weird to me that they thought a lot of the Virgil shit was cool, right? 
Um, and I think that that's the thing. It created this sense of dissonance for me. But I also think part of what was happening in the decade was like legitimately the 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 sort of median rap fan became I mean, I don't know. It's like rap has always kind of low key commercially like gotten a lot of mileage out of the fact that, you know, suburban white kids are more of the market for rap music and rap culture than you think or want to think that they are. And I think there's something about like Virgil's sense of style that sent, that seems so aggressively pitched to that sensibility, if that makes sense. But I can't tell if that's uncharitable or if that's just that like maybe during the 2010s, I was just seeing a very particular slice, right? But that was my impression of it. It was it was a little too high for it was like for something that was streetwear. It sort of had too much of a naked aspiration to ultimately be promoted to menswear director at Louis Vuitton for something that was otherwise ostensibly hip hop. And that I think is like a big transformation that happened with rap in the 2010s. Am I bugging? I mean, you're saying in terms of oh yeah, I mean like no, I don't think you're, I don't think you're bugging at all. Like I mean, that's not to say that. Off white didn't have, you know, didn't earn its bona fides by, you know, like by default because of like his, like the relationship he has to, he had to celebrity, like specifically like your Gunna, your Young Thug, your Drake, your whomever. Yep. Like, yeah. yeah. It had its, it had its cultural, it still had its rap cultural cachet. Like, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, like sure. it seemed like it was ultimately your ASAP. yes, a stepping stone. <laughs> yeah, stepping stone to to the larger thing. Not to say that off white or you know like rap culture necessarily felt beneath like the brand, but yeah, I mean, like it did seem more like on the ground, on the street where you would see it is on you know, mostly like suburban white kids or European footballers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, that's not to say, you know, cause I mean like his own personal style is very influential. I feel like, um, Oh yeah. Let's talk through that. That's, that's actually super important. I think to just describe for listeners, even like Virgil, like the site of Virgil Abloh. Yeah, I mean, like he's he he was very tall and slender, like medium athletic build, and like was like very into straight leg Levi's five hundred ones and like and black Air Force ones and black t shirts and a jean jacket. That was where that's what he was wearing most of the time. Yeah, and stuff that like is really just basic but looks perfect somehow like cut like it's it's like paying attention to how like it's cut and how it falls and how it moves i think is something that like he did well in terms of choosing clothes for himself and in terms of like designing his own lines and women's wear and menswear yeah it's funny too because like his personal style is like i think super easy to make. I definitely remember making fun of it a lot. And yet it's like his own personal style is much closer to how I actually dress. It's just like, exactly. I, I don't wear the exactly. I don't things like he does, but it's like, yeah, you're right. It's that sense of he dresses like, he dresses like one's dad, except consciously. With, yeah. But with it's the like, budget. It's, it's like, yeah, consciously or not, 
this is how you have ended up dressing yeah. in the last couple of in the last couple of in the last half decade. Yeah. It's like the idea of like it's which is sort of like the antithesis to like the 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 original branding of like I just remember seeing like in his tweets and in his Instagram updates and like in a lot of the early Pyrex branding, like just youth and capital letters and like impacts yeah. font all over the place. Yeah. But his own style and ultimately like the way, like the 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 image that like the later seasons of off-white menswear, at least, like were sold were like the way that you would dress if you if you have anti-hero or element hoodies at the bottom of your closet that your wife won't let you wear anymore because Randy, like we're going out to nice dinner like this week, you know, that's like, <laughs> know. it's, it's a, a lot of the looks that stand out for me are, he looks like a youth football coach. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I mean, I'm like, dressing like that now. So who am I to say? Yeah, I, like it's like we, it's like every, it's like if you are a, if you get dressed and you are trying to look like your girlfriend wearing your clothes, yeah. like then you have been influenced <laughs> by Virgil Abloh. I'm telling, I'm, I'm, I'm telling it like it is. You're not I'm telling wrong. it like it is. <sighs> um, like is that like, but uh, to finish the thought, the antithesis of like that youth thing is like sort of like his own personal style was very like old, like one of the more iconic pieces or parts of it. Like he just wore Rothko a lot of the time. Like he wore real tree camo pants. Like that was re that was entered into like high fashion canon <laughs> because of like Virgil, because of like this whole work where resurgence thing that he attached himself to. Yeah. It's like when you talk about the camo pants, it's like, the, I think one thing you always see with him, right. Is it was always this sense of, there would always be a, a an extreme clash. He wears something like camel pants against something super solid up top. And it's just like the other way I might describe it is how you dress when you gotta walk the dog real quick and it's like cold and you live in Wisconsin, like me. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of it's like a lot of different ways we can approach this. And it's not a roast. Like this is respect. It's just it's it's but it's real, it's, right? It, like part of <laughs> It's really because like his because his aspirations like were not to, you know, reinvent. I mean, like not to build rocket ships or go to the moon or, you know, right. do all right. this other crazy stuff. He like literally I used to own. This um, this collab tea he did with uh, Power Supply, which is like a brand, a brand that like a friend of a friend uh like works at and like there's a store near there was a there used to be a brick and mortar store near me and i saw it in there one time i was just like oh yeah oh, i was feeling it and i bought it but i didn't notice like until i got home that like there was a like the quote down the side of the arm which is virgil like as a quote from virgil that was just saying like i wonder who created the doorstop i'd like to meet that guy like it was sort of like i like really keeping like a, a lot of his interviews and a lot of his stuff just like had this sort of youthful energy around 
like really harnessing the idea that if something, an idea so simple had to have blown the minds of the people that first encountered it. Like, how could I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's take a break for now. We'll come back. We'll talk some more about Virgil's influence among the Ute uh, and the not so Ute uh, in one sec. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So first of all, <clears throat> I know y'all are heard Micah talk about like nine different off-white pieces he owns. I don't know where he's <laughs> getting his money. We got different paychecks apparently. Well, also, I <laughs> I was scratching my head. You know who definitely learned how to dress from Virgil Abloh? Billy. Billy Eilish definitely. Especially the <laughs> concert fashion, the shit she wears to shows, yep. that, that, and it's much closer to like his personal sense of fashion, that like dad core shit. That, and it, yeah. it, it, it's a specific kind of dad, right? Like, I don't know, his parents from Ghana, right? Like, he, it's that, yeah. that middle class, like, your sneak is super white and not because you're trying to impress the youth, it's because you're a respectable middle aged man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, yeah. Like you know, your parents were an engineer and wanted you to be an engineer, but you know, yeah. you wanted to play Atari. There's like it's it's there's I, I I think that there's like sort of I think that we should also like note that like yeah, he was like sort of, he had two kids himself. He was a dad. Like uh, yeah, and I mean. Isn't that like the thing with him? He's like a normal dude. That's the thing that was always kind of weird about Virgil. He just seemed kind of almost in a mistaken way on the part of the people who elevated him. You see, he's such a normal guy, I guess, to be hanging out with Kanye and be enmeshed in, to be like a headliner, despite the fact that he's not any kind of performer. And he's just like, how did that guy become as big of a celebrity and as big of an influencer and as big of a fashion designer as he did? There's something about it that's that's pretty enigmatic, honestly, to me. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about sort of... I mean, like, as the backstory is that him and Kanye interned at Fendi together, right? They paid $500 to intern at Fendi, $500 a month to intern at Fendi together. And somehow that led to Virgil, um, like uh, creative directing, watch the throne, the album and the tour, um, working on like several Donda related projects, um, like ultimately. And then ultimately, like, you know, had the, the 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 Louis Vuitton job. So, I mean, and through it all, there was just kind of this, like, sort of, the, the poise to it was like of that of like a kid that like snuck onto the field and then like got to play the entire half, like, is, is, is what it felt like most of the time. 
Am I right or wrong? You're right. And also, it's it's funny because I can imagine someone hearing that and thinking that's meant to diminish or it's like condescending. But, but the thing is, it's true. I mean. like it's, it's like true. It's that. Yeah, he was just truth. like, I wanted to make his his thing was just like, I want to make everything I do is for the 17 year old version of myself. Yeah. That's like the, the, the quote I kept seeing all over Instagram this past weekend. Like it's. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, like it, that was like what he set out to do and then he did it, you know. Yeah, I just thought about like, what was it? Donda came out how many months ago at this point? Like three months, three months ago. And it's like, I wrote a piece. Mm-hmm. Harvilla wrote the review for The Ringer and I wrote a piece. And I was like, it was just a piece about the sort of Kanye extended universe. And I, th- I, said, I said something mm-hmm. mean about Virgil in that piece. I'm not even gonna repeat it out here. You can look the piece up on the website. Right now we're being respectful. A man has passed. But yeah, it's like, to, you know, the general sentiment, right? was just like, I don't get it. You know, and and people who listen to this podcast know that a lot of the time, you know what I think. I think the best conversations we have on this podcast sometimes come from a place of one of us or maybe both of us sort of doesn't necessarily get something, and we're trying to reason through it for the culture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because because that's definitely what Virgil. That definitely is what Virgil is to me. Like it's. I feel like there is a decade of my career in journalism, even before journalism, I was, you know, I had a life before journalism too, where it was like Virgil, Virgil Abloh was this figure who I was always trying to like puzzle out because it's like the clothes didn't necessarily make sense to me, right? His influence on Kanye seemed a little bombastic and, you know, just, you know, it's like that plus all the things I was saying before about the class connotations of it. It felt like a little too bougie, but also a little too showy. Um, and yet it's hard. Like now, right? He, it's like he died. He passed away. And you're sort of looking at him less on a sort of season to season, year to year basis. And now you're kind of looking at him in aggregate and you're trying to account for like, huh, why did hip hop look a, like why did hip hop look like this in 2010 and look like that by 2020, right? And again, like a huge percentage of the answer to that question is, well, Virgil Abloh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's a thing where it's like, even if you don't like it, or even if you're like, eh, certain things about his approach to fashion and certain things about just the clothes themselves bugged me, like that's real, like that's the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his proximity to like his 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 certain proximity to Ian Connor, for instance. Like that was like who Dog, I forgot all about I haven't heard that yeah, name. Yeah, was who was accused by rape of over twenty women. Yeah. And it's just kind of like that is also that's also the culture. Like refusing to kind of like leave that behind. Like But that's the thing too. It's like the, the off white shit. Yeah, bar- but that's the thing. I think that was the other thing that kind of poisoned the well with me for Virgil for a long time is that it felt like he was too close to like, not too close to, but he was too definitive of the like the dirtbag fringe of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like that kind of frontier where I was like, uh, I know rappers are are always like, you know, rappers come from a certain milieu and like, you know, but even it, I don't know for some reason it's like the people who gravitated the most eagerly toward a lot of that stuff happened to be this like dirtbag vanguard that I just was not on a few levels was just not really fucking with and I think that's the thing about that really turned me off of Virgil too I think in, in an indirect way 
for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, that it, like, that is the, like, I mean, like, listen to the entire idea of like the 3% thing. It's just kind of like, I'm going to skim off the top. Like, let me, let me cut this with water and, and then I'm going to sell it yeah. back at twice the price. Yeah. It's just like, I respected the hustle and some of the things were tight. But yeah, I mean, like, it's this very strange kind of, I mean, like, undeniable presence that he just had for, like, the the, the 2010s, like, going on 11 years. Uh, I feel like you just, you know, you basically summarized it as Virgil Abloh was Frank Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) you man but um American i know that like also yeah. a lot of the the kind of like it was just kind of the the i know that we addressed it up top about it being sort of sudden like it was reported this past sunday by like his estate like his estate as accounts as whatever that like he had yeah that he had passed and people were just kind of like, wait, what? Uh, that like, like how, like it was like, there was nothing. And then there was this, but oh wait, yeah. Well, wait, what was the discourse? Like, I, I, I think that it was like an unpleasant discourse sort of it. like, you know, like you never know what someone is going through type of type of thing, yeah. like a response to maybe, uh, like, the definite uptick in 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 mean internet jokes after his fifty dollar contribution to the Minnesota bail fund during um oh the Floyd protest that's right yeah yeah you know what I'm saying like that was like yeah. he didn't hear the end of it for weeks like but also like around that time like if you go back and you look at like Getty images of him and like say around 2018 when he debuted the Louis Vuitton line and like around like 2019, 20, he used to have like that patchy sort of beard that at least like framed his face well. Like it it looked like Virgil, you know what I mean? Like if if there was like a, if there was like a caricature or a cartoon of Virgil, it would include that beard. Like, and then for some reason, he started stepping out in sunglasses more and, like, was clean shaven and, like, looked a little, like, you know, skinnier. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's so, I mean, like, and he'd been privately battling this cardioangiosarcoma for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think colored I know, a lot of like, you know, the the way that like like what the discourse was like in the immediate aftermath and like for the last couple of days. Yeah. It's very like like you said like you said, like very rosy. Um Yeah. Which is I think that that's and that's tough, right? Because I think um you know, it was like around the time is like he, he took the LV job, right? And then I feel like uh, my former my, Cam, my former podcast co-host Cam profiled him uh, back at Vanity Fair. I feel like a lot of people were writing about Virgil. New Yorker probably did a piece 
profile of him, right? And I, I, I did feel like oh, there yeah, was yeah, this yeah. kind of simmering. Yeah, there was this moment where it was like, it felt like everybody who was in sort of like hip hop or like cultural journalism at that point, it's like they were getting these sort of like access assignments. There was, But there was this sort of bubbling desire to kind of like, actually talk through honestly like what do we think of virtual Abloh's clothes um and it's it's tough because i think in a in a moment like this right where it's like it's like i think we're we're reason we're working through a lot of the complications of virtual Abloh as respectfully as possible but it is one of those things where it's like i do wish that we could have probably done more i think thoughtful work when this person was alive and in his prime instead of making all these new like making all of these moves sort of just like thinking through the clothes and thinking through the stuff he was putting out into the world right it's sort of like if you try to if you try to read back through if you pick one article about Virgil Abloh from just one article per year from 2015 through now right I don't know it feels like you'll find a lot of you know crediting him as influential and sort of um, describing him as a black trail maker, but it can be kind of hard to piece back together through writing. Like, no, really, what was this guy's deal? What was his What was his style? Why was he the guy and not somebody else, right? And you are kind of left with like, your only real clues to what was happening is you just got to go back and look at photos of the clothes. And you got to go back and look at the photo we started talking about at the top of the pot, which is the Taz Arnold Kanye Fonsworth photo. Uh, where they're robbing a bank in, in blue bubble coats or whatever, or like skin tight leather, right? It's like, it's, there's a story that never really got told, I, f I feel like, or there's, or a discourse that never really got had. Um, and we're just kind of left with this influence, right? It's like every yeah. time, I, again, it's like yeah. every time I look at Billie Eilish wearing size 3X sweatpants. <laughs> You know, it's just with, like, uh, it's, with, it's, with, yeah, the parachute cargo caprice. Yeah, it's just I got him. It's Virgil in the in the Martin Luther King plantation meme, but it's Virgil's face smiling down over us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Um, I think that's all I got, Micah. I mean, unless you you got some fashion wrecks, you sending me uh, faux finger rings. <laughs> Over the weekend, you trying to you get the one, you the one who this is the you asked me you asked me what the where, like where can I buy a Sinye ring? I said this is where I have bought one before, and you want to try to loud cap me on this podcast? No, nah, because you, you were talking about like yeah, Should I I've lost more rings than you'll ever own. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, wow. <laughs> young man. <laughs> Oh man! You know what it is. Just the I'm young broke, millennials baby. don't know the value of a dollar. Is what it is. The old millennials, we had to have dial-up internet, and it took anyway. Um, listeners, <laughs> write into us with your thoughts about Virgil Abloh, about fashion in the 2010s, frankly, about the fashion of Billie Eilish in particular, or Virgil Abloh in particular. Um, like I said, I think we both have like complicated thoughts about Virgil. But definitely down to talk to listeners. Soundonlypod at gmail.com. Mikey, you got anything else? We're, oh, we're going to talk about Utopia at some point, by the way. We're, oh, yeah. We, we're going to talk about maybe Utopia. Maybe holiday episode. We're for sure going to talk. Yeah. 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 Get a Christmas wow. episode yeah, Utopia. we're going to do a holiday episode of, of Utopia. Yeah. 
Um, but also like read like writing us about Virgil Abloh, like specifically like if you know what an art dad is, write us about Virgil Abloh. Art dad, yes, thank you, art dad. Yeah, if you are an art dad, that is there's a f- if you are an art or if you are an art dad, write us about Virgil Abloh. But yeah, th- I think that's all I got this week. All right, I'm Justin Charity, and I'm Micah Peters. Shouts out to our guest producer this week, Isaiah Blakely. See y'all next week. Let's go.